Hello, everybody. I am Wendy Nystrom, your host with Environmental Social Justice. And today's special guest is Amy Lee. She is the co-founder of OOM Earth. That stands for Our Only Mission Earth. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks so much for having me, Wendy. Anytime. So, um, God, I love what you're doing with OOM Earth. And we're going to get into the details. But you have a very unique background. You worked in strategy and innovation with respect to media and advertising and all things cool. How did that background segue into working in the climate world and especially with Oom Earth? Yeah, so I mean, for strategy innovation, what that really means is um, any any change or any new um, department that a company needed to have done, um, I went in and uh, created whatever that meant um, and really helped them implement that throughout the entire organization. So through that, um, I had the opportunity to work at my last um, company, which was um, based in Austria. So I was very, very fortunate, uh, lived in Europe for five years. And, you know, living over there, the reuse, um, sustainability, conservation, all of that is completely... I have a dog, so you just keep on going. He's just saying hi, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, and my, my dogs are now saying hi. They're just saying hi to each other. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, when I was in Europe, I really got to see <laughs> that, you know, the, the different way that they're living over there and how everyone really pitched in. So, for example, if you had a water bottle um, in glass, you buy it as a six pack, you bring it back, and it's reused by the company. And for bringing it back, you would actually get money back for it. So this is something that I did in my daily life over there. Um, my co-founder, Emily, she also lived in Asia and traveled throughout Europe. And it's very much a very similar system over there, too, in Asia as well. So, um, you know, the two of us are really good friends for years. And, you know, we got to talking and we're, we're both just so passionate about environmental um, and sustainability in general. And we looked around at what we had available to us in the US and we said, listen, there must be a better way because we know recycling doesn't really work. Um, we have so many things already packaged in glass without even having to even shift things into glass, right? And I mean, that's a separate thing that we can talk about, but the things that are already in glass, like what can we do? How can we um, innovate to actually reuse all of the material that's there and conserve as much as possible for our resources, our energy, whatever that may be. Uh, so many, many late night talking sessions, um, brainstorms, and that led us to OOM. And, you know, with, with OOM, what we really wanted to do was bring reuse to the mainstream for yeah. US and globally. Um, yes, these things exist in other parts of the world, but it's not modernized. And what we did was really think about it as um, integrating that into our modern society, into our daily lives. And how do we just make it as convenient as possible for the brands and for the consumer? Well, convenience is king for a lot of people. But I, I want to, you know, the strategy and innovation. So you take an idea. And you actually figure out how to make it happen. You make it something tangible and real. Exactly. So you had this idea of, hey, we use way too many disposable things. We throw away too many things. We think it's getting recycled. And I think you told me the statistics are 9% are yeah. actually recycled, which is sad. I mean, that's that's just unbelievably low number. And the myth of recycling is real. Yeah. So now you've, you've gone to Europe. And Europe is so far ahead of us with 
so many levels. But we take the recycling aspect or the reusing aspect. You take your water bottle. We already take our glass cans or aluminum cans and we get our deposit back, but that's not getting reused. That's getting crushed. Exactly. If it's and even getting, even if it is making its way to the smelting place. Yeah. yeah. So could you explain the process of um, <laughs> how carbon extensive we're using with our recycling versus reusing and rinsing and cleaning? I mean, that people don't think, I don't think most people get that huge difference there. Yeah. And actually, um, you hit on a good point because when they hear reuse, they actually think that we're salvaging the glass and taking it to a facility to smelt it down and recast it into new glass, just like recycling. And that's not what we're doing. What we're doing yeah. is literally taking the form as it is, sanitizing it, cleaning it, and then getting it back to the brand so that they can use it as if it were a new bottle. So they don't yeah. have to literally order a new one. Um, and <laughs> when you talk about uh, the amount that it's conserving by doing this, it's 82% um, less water usage. It's 86% less energy consumption overall. And this actually is considering the fact that we're literally using water to sanitize it, clean it, right? And yet it's in, in the process of smelting it down in the recycling sense, it's yeah. still takes that much more energy and that much more water usage to break it down and recast it. That so, I did not know. I didn't know about the ex excessive water usage. Yeah. It's very, very energy um, intensive to actually recast or even just make new glass in general. So, um, you know, a lot of people ask us when you're reusing, you have to use a lot of water to sanitize clean. Um, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Or if you're transporting it to a certain, like if you're collecting everything and transporting it to a certain facility, doesn't that transportation um, defeat the purpose? And actually, no. If you look at the impact metrics, we're still conserving more than 82% just across the board. And it's it's wild, actually, if you think about it that way. And what's wild is, you know, when you and I first spoke, um, I am a huge fan of the reusing. And in Europe, yes, they do reuse pretty much everything. Everything gets rinsed, sterilized, re refilled yeah. right back at you. Exactly. We have this mentality that that's not clean enough. And that's been a marketing issue. And we've been sold this idea that we have to have something fresh and never touched by human hands and completely brand new or else it's dirty. When in reality... It's probably, you know, there's probably absolutely zero difference between the two, mm -hmm. but they created an entire industry. Of course. And that is so way. So just to give people an idea, you have to mine the material. So silica or sand for that glass, you have to transport it somewhere. You have to melt it down, as you said, smelt it. Mm -hmm. You have to blow it into whatever you're going to have, whether it's a bottle or a jar or whatever. There's probably transportation in each one of those yep. um, different activities. Yep. Then you have to take it to the manufacturer where it's just filled with stuff, sent to the store. Sent. That's a huge carbon footprint. And what you're doing is you're taking it, rinsing it, Carolina cleaning it, refilling it back. Yeah. Three steps, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're what we're doing is actually cutting down in that process that you just spoke about. We're eliminating the mining aspect. We're eliminating the manufacturing aspect. Yeah. And we're simplifying the, the manufacturing, actually, if you think about it that way. We're not redoing anything. We're actually cleaning it, sanitizing it. So that's just one step. Yeah, We are, we are collecting it. That's fine. And then we're getting it back to the manufacturer for them to fill. 
So all of the other steps that you just talked about, where it's um, you know carbon intensive for all of the transportation, where it's very carbon and water intensive for the actual and time. Yes, exactly. We're we're cutting down so many parts of that logistics step, um, and actually just conserving all the resources in the, in the meanwhile. Resources which we are running out of. A lot of people don't realize that you know we we've been abusing our resources, and we're kind of reaching a point in time where we got to really think carefully about what we do next. Yeah. So yeah, and the mining thing, most people don't realize just how dirty mining is, regardless of what kind of thing you're d digging out of the earth. It's, it's a pretty dirty process with that, um, you know, diesel fuel and trucks and stuff. Run off just, of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. And um, people don't really think about the damage caused by packaging mm -hmm. because um, it's something you don't really think about. It just comes this way. That's how it is. And we need to rethink that. So um, getting back to what you guys are working on, like who are your primary people that you currently work with like what industries are you most fortunate with yeah i mean we're the platform that we've created actually is vertical agnostic so we can work essentially with any any um industry any vertical and that's really the of it. the way that we created this company is that and this platform is that we want it to be as scalable as possible it's not made for yeah. one specific um, industry. It's not made for one specific bottle. We can actually take in all different formats. And I think that's what opens us up to being able to work with so many different uh, companies, actually. Uh, right now, I I mean, we've been really fortunate to have a lot of traction overall. We're um, live in Los Angeles. We just launched on Earth Day this year of um, 2023. So that was at the end of April. And since then, um, we've had... Yes, yeah, so much support, which we're really grateful for. Um, and primarily, we started working with a lot of the local winemakers that are local to California. Obviously, there are so many incredible natural wine producers right here, yes. right to us. And um, especially because you know they're they're in natural wine, they think about biodiversity. They want to make sure that they're being as um, you know as as conscious as possible. They oh, want yeah. models from us, and we've had incredible amount of orders. Actually, it's more than we can fulfill at this moment. Um, so we have, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a great problem to have. Um, yeah. So we're working with a lot of local winemakers. We also work with um, a lot of different brands as well. So currently um, we're waiting to launch with Erewhon, um, Dr. Bronner's EO. Um, there are a lot of different conversations that uh, we're having at the moment. Um, and we're already working with some local brands. It's it's not even just these larger chains, for example, um, regional chains. We work with local um, businesses as well, such as Regent Coffee. They're a coffee shop based in Glendale and um, one in Highland Park now. So as they expand, we're helping them expand their footprint through reusable um, coffee flasks, essentially. Well, here's a question. So, you know, other than a large amount of wine bottles that we do have, I do also rinse out like jars that, you know, for mayonnaise or whatever, you know, rinse it out. It's all glass. I put it in the recycling, expecting stupid me thinking that's going to be recycled. Yeah. How do, you know, is there a way to get those type of materials to you and Um? Yeah. So currently we have um, two different collection points. One is um, at a place called Open Market in um it's in Koreatown in LA. So yeah, so it's kind of central. We're working on a few different points um, on the west side too, in Venice and Santa Monica right now. We're actually currently talking with the city of Santa Monica to set up 
a whole bunch of different collection points for the West West Side residents um, right now. I love it. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, uh, we're so fortunate to be working with really incredible people. Um, and on the east side, we have a drop-off point at the Regent Coffee location that I just mentioned in Highland Park, and that's on that's on York Boulevard. Um, and at these locations, what you can do is uh, bring your empty glass bottles. Doesn't matter what it is, um, as long as they're rinsed. Currently, we don't take food, and that's because we realized. Um, to your point, like about mayonnaise, for example, we're just not taking that at the moment um, because we want to make sure that these drop-off locations don't have any um, problems with mold, whatnot, just because if the consumer hasn't rinsed it out properly, there there could be some issues. Um, And we're going to offer that in in a little bit. I'll I'll, um, touch upon that in a second. But anything else that's not food, um, any type of beverage, wine, um, literally anything that's your pasta jar, like if your pasta came in a glass. I have a glass pasta jar. That's actually perfect. (laughs) Anything like that. um, You can rinse it and then bring it to these locations, put it inside of a carrier. We have a um, consumer app that you can download, our Oom consumer app. It's available on iOS and Android. And once you scan, it'll take you through all the steps. You scan the carrier. We know exactly um, that it's yours. You put it there, we collect it, and you actually get rewarded with real cash. So we give you cash um, and some of our partners, for example, like Regent, if you bring back their specific glass, um, they give you s- separate rewards on top of that as well. And oh, that's nice. translated to real money that you can cash out via Venmo. And that that's incentive. If I've ever heard it, you get money for your glass bottles that's actually being used because a lot of these recycling centers, um, I learned a little late, a lot of them closed. So people who are taking glass bottles or, you know, can- I know you're not doing cans, but these recycling centers were accepting cans. A lot of them have closed down, so people don't know where to take these things. Hence, therefore, they stopped. Yeah, exactly. And we need these glass bottles. I mean, glasses. Glass is a great idea because everybody likes getting something glass. It's not plastic. So important. Aluminum, fine, but not great. It's still a metal. It's mined. Glass is ideal, and you know, it's the way things were done for hundreds of years. Exactly. Let's just go back to what worked. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. You you mentioned that people are concerned about the um, cleanliness of these materials if it's getting reused. And that's the thing for glass. It As long as you're sterilizing it and cleaning it properly, which we are. I mean, we have a proprietary system that we worked on for two and a half years to ensure that it's getting cleaned properly um, and completely sterilized. So it's going back to the manufacturer as if it's com- a completely newly manufactured glass. So instead of them having to order a completely new palette of this, they're just getting back essentially the same thing without all of the consumption that had to go into getting that new glass. Um, and and there's it, a lot of consumption that goes into making that brand new glass. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's um, a, a really good way to really uh, be as responsible as possible and in the most convenient way possible, too. And, you know, speaking of convenience, you were talking about um, like the mayonnaise jar and the food food items. So we actually are offering um, at-home pickups somewhat soon. Um, that'll be coming uh, hopefully within the next six months. And when that happens, like through our app, you can actually um, just schedule an at-home pickup for all of your empty glass bottles. So when that happens, we will be able to take on food items because then they're not at our retailer drop-off locations and we can just take them directly. So that's at that point, we'll also expand as well. That's remarkable. To I mean, people. I mean, people are inherently a little bit lazy, so 
<laughs> being able to just put the bag outside your door and having um, at-home pickup would be absolutely ideal and actually really solve a lot of our problems because glass recycling, you know, we're trying to do things better. Mm -hmm. And most other countries, like if you go to uh, um, Shanghai, if you go to Norway, if you go to Finland, you have like eight to 10 different recycling bins yes. that you have to fill in. Yeah. And if you do it wrong, and you put the wrong thing in the wrong place, the fines are astronomical. And they will shame you publicly. <laughs> they will shame you publicly. It's, I mean, we're trying to not do that, but we are trying to do things the right way. So I like the incentives you're offering and the convenience you're offering. And it's just a minimal amount of effort on our behalf. It really is. Yeah. These are not hard things. And we need, we want our nice things back. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> so. Now we've talked about, you know, the, uh, I know you're working a lot with the, with the vineyards in California and other industries. Who would you like to work? Like who, who would, if you could just shout out and say, I want to work with X company, who would that be? I mean, I think we're talking about scalability. Um, mm -hmm. And the entire point of our platform is that the consumer doesn't have to change their uh, purchase behavior or how they're getting their goods. They're going to the grocery store. They're going to whatever retail location. They're ordering it online. However, you're getting it getting it exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, and because of that, that opens up the door for us to be able to work with, I mean, essentially any brand that a consumer is working with. And we'd love to work with the largest CPG brands out there, such as Coca-Cola, Unilever, PNG, PepsiCo, right? Um, I mean, there are myriads more. Um, and the reason being, these are the largest CPG companies that we have in the US. And these products that they're, um, producing and supplying to the consumers, there are millions and millions on the shelf every day. If yeah. we can somehow work with these companies to move the needle, I mean, we could drastically cut down single-use packaging. Yeah. Uh, that I think is that if we just reuse even just 20%, 50% of all the ocean plastic would be diverted. It just yeah. wouldn't exist anymore. I mean, so in, in terms of that, it's, you know, we'd love to work with companies like this to move the needle. But I mean, honestly, for us, we want to work with all the different brands that are out there, whether that's a local brand, whether that's these large CPG, global um, CPG companies, yeah. um, whoever it is, honestly, because um, our, our biggest goal is to make sure that this is adopted into every household and to every brand. Just normalize it. We're yeah. just trying to normalize. So, uh, it's new for us, but a lot of other countries are doing this. It's already the normal. We're just playing catch up. Exactly. I mean, we were doing this back in the day, to your point, right? I mean, milk yeah. model, right? You consumed your milk, you left it outside, they picked it up, left the new. I mean, this is literally what it is. Yeah. We, just with a modernized, more digital and more incentivized system. And, you know, we were able to figure it out back then. We can kind of figure it out now. Exactly. <laughs> Minimal yeah. effort. And we're getting a financial incentive from you guys. So, you know, I, I don't really see any downside to this. I don't see why it would not be easily adoptable and to change your mindset. Um, better yet, how do people find you? How do they contact you? How do they, you know, work with you? Um, as I mentioned, um, if you want to bring, if you're local in the LA area and you want to bring some things back, um, please visit Open Market or Region Coffee in Highland Park. There are drop-off locations there. Um, we have a consumer app on iOS and Android. It's If you just type in Oom Reuse, it'll pop up as the app that you'll be able to download. Um, also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn. Yeah, all the all the normal channels of social these days. 
and easily found like OOM earth is very easily found or yes. OOM reusable. Is it reusable? Reuse. Yeah. Reuse. Oh, reuse. Yeah. Yeah. Very easily found. I even found the website. I was able to, you know, we connected on LinkedIn. So obviously I can find you easily, <laughs> but no, um, it's great stuff that you're doing. I'm sorry. No, I said, we'd love to hear from you and everybody out there. Yeah. yeah. If you have any questions or, you know, you're like, Hey, like we really want a location, um, a drop-off location closer to us located X here. I mean, we'd love to hear all of that. I like the idea of working with grocery stores too, like Erwan, as you said, because that that's a convenience factor as well, where they already have something to say, hey, bring, you know, buy the glass bottle here, bring it back on your next trip to the grocery store. You're coming anyway. Exactly. And that's that's exactly the model that we're thinking about. So that's from a physical standpoint. And even from a delivery standpoint, we're doing the same thing. So yeah. it's not that we're going to be going um, to your place, just, you know, a, a separate trip because you wanted things to be picked up. It's like, well, if you're already ordering something from Erewhon, let's say, and you're getting it delivered, you can actually schedule that pickup with that delivery being dropped off. And so that within the same delivery, it'll actually get picked up. We're trying to eliminate any um, area where we have to do anything from like just by ourselves. Why? Somebody's already going there. Why don't we just tack on to it and actually lower the carbon footprint from ourselves as well? Well, that's definitely using your expertise and strategy and innovation right there. You're thinking of every avenue possible to make this as simple for people to do. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. As best no, as I, I absolutely love, I love the concept. I love the idea. And I really do think this is something that could be easily adoptable. Um, just need people to know about it and, and get on board. So, you know, on that, um, guys, please check out OOM, O-O-M Earth. Check out the products. Check out what you can do, drop-offs. If you don't have one near you, Give Amy a call. She'll figure it out. She's a strategy expert. This is what she does. <laughs> On that, Amy, thank you so much for your time. I, I really do appreciate it, all of your knowledge and everything you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for um, having me, Wendy, and, and for the platform. Really appreciate that. Oh, any anytime. I, I, this is what I love doing. This is what I love letting people know that people like you are out there and making the change for good because more people need to know about this. This is great stuff you're doing. Love it. Awesome. So guys, thank you so much. I'm Wendy Nystrom, your host with Environmental Social Justice. Amy Lee, thank you so much. Check out OOM, O-O-M-Earth.com or .com? Is it .com? Oh, it's O-O-M.Earth. O-O-M.Earth. Thank you so much for that correction. I would have sent people to the wrong place. You guys take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.